This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. We've spent all this week looking at the state and the future of the Democratic Party. Next week, it's the GOP. You'll hear from Republicans inside and outside of Washington on whether their party can survive their leader, President Donald Trump. But for now, back to the Dems. We've heard the stats. Over 1,000 seats lost nationwide since 2009, more registered independents than Democrats, and the loss of control of the White House, the House, and the Senate. So the big question now for Democrats, how to rebuild. Senator Bernie Sanders was with us this week. He says it's going to take a complete overhaul. There has to be a fundamental rethinking of the direction of the Democratic Party. My view very strongly is open the doors. Get working people in. Make it a 50-state party. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, Andrea Jenkins just got elected to the city council of Minneapolis. She's the first openly transgender African-American woman elected to public office in this country. And she says the party needs to shift its focus. I feel like the people who have been showing up consistently in majority numbers for the Democratic Party have been black women. You remember Howard Dean, former DNC chair. He says it's time for his generation to move over. Our most important age group is under 35. The kids, the young people under 35 who elected Barack Obama, uh, those folks are going to choose a candidate. And Congressman and Deputy DNC Chair Keith Ellison says Democrats need to drop the consultants and get with the people. My position is very simple, that the Democratic Party has gotten too into the targeting, the uh, data analytics It needs to get just back to listening to constituents. Well, part of this fight, the future of the Democratic Party, is happening within the Democratic National Committee itself. A group called the Unity Reform Commission is trying to hash out some of the big issues, how to handle primaries, who should handle the money, and what to do about those superdelegates. The Democratic Party has factions, and those factions all have places on this commission. They meet next week for the final time, representatives of the establishment Hillary Clinton wing of the Democratic Party, the progressive pro-Bernie forces, and appointees installed by DNC chairman Tom Perez. We have a Clinton appointee and a Sanders appointee from the middle of this fight here today. First up, Jorge Neri. He was Nevada state director for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. And Neri says he's optimistic about changes in the party. I think that under the leadership of Tom Perez and Keith Ellison, being able to really make the party diverse You know, it's my goal to make sure that Tom Perez is successful as a Latino that is running the DNC, making sure that we're we're doing things better and that we're being more inclusive and um, that we're helping folks that maybe don't understand the process really be part of it. It's really changing and more folks are getting excited. I think people also realize the risks and the, the real potential in getting involved under this Trump presidency. So let's go inside the Unity Commission for just a second. It is an insider's fight. But it seems to me the fundamental question here is a lot of Bernie supporters are saying that if they don't see a Democratic Party that fundamentally reforms how open it is to progressives, uh, that they may bolt the whole circus altogether. They may just get out of the Democratic Party and stay independent, stay outsiders. Is that a risk? You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in the the nitty gritty of what the DNC is or these uh, the specific rule. But when you talk to majority of Democrats, majority of voters, they want to make sure that they have good jobs. They want to make sure that they're protected. These are the things that ultimately Democrats and voters in these states care about. I think it's very easy to criticize the the Democratic Party. It's very easy to say Tom Perez maybe isn't doing a good job, but 
I, I think that that's wrong because our job as the Unity Reform Commission is to help support it, to help fix it, and to find solutions. And making sure that we're finding these solutions is um, what what I want because what's at stake is, you know, really the the future of our country, the future of uh, the issues that I fought for that affect everyday Americans. Well, I think it's true that voters don't care much what goes on inside the Democratic Party with fights on one commission or another. But there are a lot of Democratic voters out there or people who could be Democratic voters, Jorge, and you know this, who think the primary was rigged. That's a problem that the Democratic coalition has, which is fundamental fairness. Do you worry about that spirit, whether people feel dealt in? I I feel more and more that we're engaging people that that we're bringing more people into the mix. I think this Unity Reform Commission was a good step in that direction. There's no doubt that the Democratic Party could have been better before. It's under new leadership now. It's going to take time to get better. It's going to take time to make sure things are uh, running more effectively. And I think you're starting to see that. And again, those big wins in Virginia. Ultimately, I think the big focus is making sure that we're explaining people what the process is. And I think that's what we could have done a better job at. You know, you have a lot of people that have been on the, you know, DNC members for years and years and years. What are they doing to build a bench? What are they doing to make sure that, you know, at some point they step aside and have another person come in, that we're continuing to make sure that folks are diverse and, you know, come from all different backgrounds in different states? You know, that's really been what, what I've been pushing on the Unity Reform Commission. Well, Jorge, I know you're positive about your party's future, and I know that the Unity Commission is working toward unity. But when you turn the light out at night and you think about the future of this party, what worries you? What's what's the big problem? I think we've been playing by a set of rules for a long time. And I think what you've seen in some of these, like the Russian hacking, the ad buys on Facebook and the attacks, the cyber attacks that have been happening on campaigns, I think that is something that is a variable that wasn't accounted for. And I think that worries me is that, you know, every every time I get a notification from Gmail that, you know, I got suspicious things, some person in a different country tried to log in or things like that. That's the stuff that I think that you can't really account for. And I think, you know, we can raise money, we can come up with a good program, we could contrast each other on messaging. But when you have these outside influencers really messing with things, I think that, that that's what worries me. Jorge Neri, Nevada State Director for Hillary 2016. Jorge, I appreciate it. Thank you. We go now to a Sanders appointee on the Unity Commission who does not have an optimistic view of a party she says is riddled with corruption. Nomiki Konst was a national surrogate for the Sanders presidential campaign. She sits on that Unity Reform Commission. She paints a picture of a Democratic Party teetering on the brink of survival. It's not about Bernie versus Hillary anymore. I know it's easy for people in the media, and if you're not following the internal debates of the Democratic Party, I think it's about people who are willing to reform the party and folks, and it's a minority, but they're a very vocal minority who are reluctant to change the way because they'll lose power. Folks who understand the real issues facing the party, understand that we're bleeding membership, you know, we're at our weakest point since 1929. 42% of this country are made up of independent voters. Those are voters that should be in the Democratic Party. We have more independent voters than Democrats or Republicans right now. That is a failure of the parties. The Democratic Party is broke. State parties, you know, where you recruit candidates. That's also where the messages spread. Those parties don't have money right now. So if we want to exist, we have to reform. Those who are reluctant to do so, 
I would question what their interests are. So we've heard about some of the proposals coming from your side, but I want to play for you a cut from Howard Dean, former chairman of the Democratic National Committee, who was on this show earlier this week, talking about this fight that you're a part of inside the party. Listen, I think that fighting inside the DNC is a waste of time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And what I say to everybody is get with the program. So let's democratize the party, not as a part of the Hillary versus Bernie fight, which I wish would sh- these people would shut up because we got to look towards 2020 and 2018 and not backwards. I don't know how we can reform the party without actually discussing the reforms. Unity does not just come by saying unity over and over again. It's not a brand. It's not a sticker. It is something that you have to work through. Chairman Dean does know this. Chairman Dean, he's a lobbyist now. He made a decision after leaving the DNC to go to the other side. And that is also the side that is saying, oh, the Democratic Party is great. It's fine. It has no issues. Just come on board and unify. And right now, with so many people fleeing the Democratic Party with Democratic Socialists of America having record registration. It's it's insane to me to see the crisis is whether or not it will be able to exist and fight in 2020 and 2018. You cannot win if you don't have state parties funded. So Chairman Dean, I agree, democratize the party, but democratize it for the people, not the lobbyists. I mean, the majority, half of the members of the DNC right now are lobbyists and consultants. Is that democratization? So all of these negotiations going on inside the party, Nomiki, there's a meeting next week, as you mentioned, the Mm -hmm. Unity Commission, you're on it. You and some of your allies have warned that if demands aren't met, that if the DNC doesn't manage to reform in in some of these areas, elections, primaries, superdelegates, that you won't have any more time for the Democratic Party. Is that a realistic threat? I don't think there's a choice. It's not about leaving the Democratic Party. I'm in the Democratic Party, but the Democratic Party has to exist for me to be in it. If the Democratic Party is an empty vessel that funnels money to a bunch of consultants and doesn't actually go out there and invest in state parties and recruiting leadership, then what's the point of being in the party? The Democratic Party's finances aren't transparent. There's no accountability whatsoever. The Democratic Party members don't vote on anything. The Rules Committee is stacked with consultants and lobbyists, many of whom have contracts and and conflicts of interest with the DNC. What kind of institution runs like that? It's not ethical. It's not filing its bylaws. It's frankly corrupt. And everybody sees it now because their loss record is so high. They raised more money than ever in the last nine years, and they have the highest loss record ever. So how are we going to know this time next week when the Unity Commission is done Mm -hmm. with its deliberations, whether the inevitable statement of unity, which I'm expecting, will be real, (laughs) and whether you and your cohorts uh, from the progressive wing of the party are going to stay? Well, we have our last meeting on December 8th in Washington, D.C., and then we we submit our final uh, agreement, our statement to the Rules Committee just after the new year. I think that we're most likely going to make a strong statement no matter what. <laughs> I'm hoping that I, I have no doubt that we're going to reform superdelegates. We have a mandate to do so. There's no doubt about it. Will they be eliminated? I'm not sure. Primaries in states like New York, I, I have a strong feeling uh, that we're going to submit to the New York Democratic Party for them to open up their primary. Uh, Reforming the caucus process, making it easier for people to turn out to caucus. If you're not in a caucus state, you know, you're out of town, that you can still caucus. Uh, There's going to be a lot of reforms submitted on that side. I think the real issue right now that's holding up the party is the internal reform. Is there going to be a ban of conflicts of interests in the Democratic Party? 
are we going to have some accountability over the budget? We're not saying open the budget up for the public. We're saying open it up to your board, your executive committee. That's called good governance. We have to make the Democratic Party a party of good governance once again. It's not just about being democratic. It's about practicing what you you preach. Nomiki Konst, thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Nomiki Konst is a member of the DNC's Unity Reform Commission and a former national surrogate for the Bernie Sanders campaign. Well, you can listen back to all of my interviews, including some extended conversations, Nomiki Konst, Howard Dean, Bernie Sanders, all on the future of the Democratic Party. It's on our website at thetakeaway.org. Next week, it's the Republicans. This is the battle the party eventually has to have with itself. On paper, the Republican Party has never been in better shape than it is right now. And yet, you can certainly argue that the Republican Party uh, is at a lowest point that it uh, that has ever been. I would only argue against that saying, I think we've got a ways to go, and Roy Moore is a symptom of that. That's Doug High. He's a veteran of the Republican establishment. Next week, you'll hear more from Doug and others inside and definitely outside the GOP establishment. Republicans, you're part of this conversation. Tell us your vision of the Republican Party. Call us. Be part of it. 8778 my take is the number. That's next week. <laughs>